Hello again, and welcome to another Time Sticking YouTube video. Today we're going to be talking about Martha Wittnauer, the first woman CEO in watchmaking. So stick with us through this intro, and we're going to have a look at a little bit of her history with the Wittnauer company. Before we begin getting into the weeds with Martha Wittenauer's career with her family's company, we would like to note that we couldn't find very many images of her, so please enjoy images of the wristwatches and other Wittenauer imagery throughout this video. Now, Wittenauer is a watch company with a family-oriented origin story. It was begun by three brothers, immigrants from Europe, who set out to take their budding skills in business and watchmaking to market in the late 19th century. Each brother aided in building a reputation for Wittenauer's imports and highly accurate navigational timepieces. Though these three male siblings built the brand to start, its legacy was continued through their younger sister, Martha. Martha Wittenauer took control of Wittenauer in 1916 when her last surviving brother, Emil, died, becoming the first woman to hold the title of CEO in the history of horology. Under her guidance, the Wittenauer Watch Company weathered some of the harsher economic climates of the early 20th century. Taking over the company before she was even legally able to vote, Martha succeeded in keeping the company viable and thriving up until the later part of the Great Depression. During World War I, Martha Wittenauer pushed the brand's well-earned reputation into markets like aviation and the increasingly popular performance wristwatch market. Being a company of firsts, starting out as the first American watch company to import Longines watches, Martha's tenure as CEO saw the Wittenauer brand accompanying many historic flights. Because Wittenauer designed highly accurate and world-renowned chronometers for aviation and exploration, their instruments and timekeeping were aboard the first flight over the North Pole, the first transatlantic flight, and Amelia Earhart's first female solo flight across the Atlantic. This last achievement stands as a testament to the progress that both Wittenauer and society at large were witnessing in women taking on stronger roles in Western society. Albay, there's still a long way to go from that point. Aside from the more famous flights, Wittenauer took to the skies, under Martha's supervision, on warplanes flown during the Great War. Continuing on firsts, Martha actually oversaw the making of Wittenauer's first performance watch, known as the Allproof. Decades before Timex's famous It Takes a Licking and Keeps on Ticking campaign, the Allproof was supposedly dropped from airplanes, from the tops of skyscrapers, hiked into the Himalayas, and otherwise stress-tested around the globe under plethora harsh conditions. The success of this timepiece, and Wittenauer's other navigational pursuits, was reinforced by Martha's leadership as CEO. Without any formal business training, being her brother's homekeeper prior, Martha was the first woman ever elected into the Horological Society of America. Her propensity for keeping the business thriving made watchmakers and businessmen around the globe take notice. On top of all of the firsts for Martha and the Wittenauer brand, Martha's time as CEO saw Wittenauer become the first official timing company for America's first radio broadcasting company, the National Broadcasting Company. Despite the many successes of the Wittenauer brand under Martha's guidance, they still succumbed to a lot of the pressures and difficulties of the Great Depression. By 1936, Martha ended up selling the brand to a pearl manufacturer named Hella Delta. After the sale of the company, Wittenauer became known as Longines Wittenauer, which made the Wittenauer brand lose some potency in the eyes of consumers. The rest of the 20th century saw the Wittenauer brand switch hands a few more times from the Longines Wittenauer namesake. 
but the long-running relationship between those two brands continued. In 1950, Longines outright bought Wittenauer. This merger continued until the very beginning of the 21st century. As it stands now, Bolova bought the Wittenauer brand in 2001. Although the history of the Wittenauer brand is a bit more nuanced than this brief timeline, the brand's continued existence past Martha's 1936 sale shows how far-reaching its legacy is in timekeeping. Being a key moment in timekeeping generally, Martha's run as CEO for the Wittenauer brand has sparked a trend that continues into the 21st century. In today's commercial watch industry, there have been more and more women CEOs fronting companies, including high-end luxury brands like Boucheron and Jaeger Le Couture. The trend toward women fronting high-end luxury watch companies will hopefully continue. Even though women only front 6.6% of Fortune 500 companies currently, the watch world itself is seeing a shift from its historically boys club persona. Some high-end ad campaigns may come across as pandering or insincere from some companies, but the overall future of horology is pushing toward greater equity. With that all being said, hats off to Martha Wittenauer for taking up the mantle all of those years ago. The brand Wittenauer itself is continuing well into a new age, where women are being seen at the top alongside the many men of watchmaking. Hello, and thanks for watching our YouTube video today. If you enjoyed it, please give it a like, and you can find similar videos right here. For more new and interesting content from Time Sticking on our channel, please subscribe at the link here. And for more information about wristwatch repair and watch maintenance generally, you can find us at timesticking.com. Thanks so much and have a great day.